welcome back to the most recent episode of Caravan 13. I fucking knew it. When last we left off, the DM did the horrible, no good, awful thing of nearly killing everyone. But I didn't. Because our sorcerer had splash damage that procced at the end of a creature's turn. <laughs> he does gleefully. So we're going to just hop, skip, and a jump past some just no good, very bad, horrible things and move on to a, a scene about 30 minutes in the future of our past episode. You guys are on the ship. You guys are about, oh, 20 minutes out from... Uh, the continent, you can see land, land ho, you know, bells, whistles, fanciness. I'm trying to skip all this boring lead up. But there are some things that need to be addressed. First of all, Mac, you need to get rid of the diving suit. Okay. So, because honestly, wearing cotton breeches isn't fun. So, uh, Captain Salazar kind of walks up to you and he goes, so I heard you lost your armor. Unfortunately. T'was a shame, that. I was very well made. Best dwarf in all of Dwarfdom made it. The best dwarf in all of Dwarfdom, indeed. I'll be taking that amulet now. <laughs> Reluctantly hands over amulet. Excellent. Shmee! <laughs> Would you give the man his effects, please? He brings you... In a bucket five times too big, a like chest. Mm -hmm. I take the chest and I open it up. You find with some algae and seaweed still floating amidst it, your armor. Yay! <laughs> Had me mate swimming all the way around that them there floor looking for it. Oh, and he like looks around at you people. Don't worry, bookkeeper. You see a man walking with like little telescopic leather booklets, with like you know, you know, capsules with all your scrolls and shit in them. Oh, he's. We even covered them for you this time. Careful, the ink might have ran though, so maybe rescribe them. Thank you. My notes. <laughs> <laughs> Excitedly, no longer has to lose all of his research. Uh, Gorica, as I recall, had no effects to bring with him. Oh, wait. The bucket. <laughs> they, this is yours. <laughs> Your bucket. My bucket. <laughs> My bucket. And Parta, I don't think Parta had much else that she yep. wasn't wearing. Either. I was about to say Gorak kept most of his stuff in his bag that he carries on him usually. Yeah. So the only people that really had any effects missing was Vareed, Random Tuft of Hair, uh, Brandon, uh, Queen Riss. I have a question. Yes. Did it also recover my spear? Nay. Okay. Wait, so the silver spear? Yes. They did recover your spear. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 19. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? You're dead serious. Okay, cool. So yeah, your, your silver spear, they're like, cotton! Kick, kick. Aye, we found this too. Of course, the mysteriously shiny silver, black and silver spear. Because I have found out through the mysterious website that is YouTube that silver doesn't forge fucking silver. It forges kind of black because of the soot. 
They use tin and zinc. Zinc. Or tin and aluminum to it, forge silver weapons in Hollywood. So yeah, take yeah. that. Anyway, um, they kind of do that, and he goes, "Oh, uh, I forgot you left that over there just before the big uh, hullabaloo down there." And you notice that little chest that washed up on you mm-hmm. after the the whirlpool incident. Open it up. You find a cloak in there, black and blue, with some small gold filigree, almost like runic markings, laying it. Mm-hmm. I hold it up and inspect it. Mm-hmm. You detect it's magical just by holding it. Like you, this obviously is some form of enchantment on it. And I happily put it on. Uh, d- just swap it around, yeah? Yeah. It does have a hood. Mm-hmm. Are you putting the hood up? Yes. You feel like you breathe a little clearer with the hood on, mm-hmm. but you also feel like it's harder to breathe up there. It's just like, a, like you're not quite used to breathing with that hood on. Mm-hmm. Good. I, was like, I swear to fucking God, that was an 8, and if it rolled one more over, that would have been a 20, and I could have shown off the cape's effect. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that when you put the hood up, the uh, the rather normally rounded-out cape kind of seems to grow, a, not a tail, it's not quite what I want, but long strands. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it gets a little more angular. Using your intelligence, you divine that this would be some form of cloak that allows you to maneuver underwater. So now Barry doesn't have to fear the open ocean without commissioning a diving suit from a certain aquatic captain. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah for party balancing. Let's see. Was there anything else I was missing for this referendum? Mac has his armor back, which would have been a real bitch to lose. Right. No, I think that about does it. Now that Max got his normal armor back and our fighter's up to peak condition, we're going to say that you've all well rested. You're no longer sick, diseased, or otherwise you're all filled up to the brim with booze and fine sea air. And you probably have about 50% more salt in you than you did when you left. So. It's morning. No scurvy here. <laughs> Thank God. I know there's probably no a mod for it. What? <laughs> I know there's probably a mod for that. I thank God I don't use mods. <laughs> so, you all, uh, the, the ship lands, and the, you guys are still, of course, on Avarissia, the gigantic bone and steel gilded gold ship of Captain Salazar. And you just, you, you sail into port, and this place is... Uh, you are used to the grand, lavish lifestyle of the uh, the the Fomalhotian continent, as it were. You know, you're used to the posh, like European and magic lifestyle. This place, by uh, by comparison, is dreary, da- drab. You pull up to a dock that hasn't been serviced in about three years. Uh, dark brown wood split has salt deposits in it. It's just mangled. 
you have dock workers with tan like tan hide leathery skin carrying big old logs around as you pull up one of the uh, uh i want to say it's an alderman or like a chief of the docks is got like a, a docket in his hands and he's marking up stuff they've got a <coughs> like little bandanas and caps on and they're just working back to forth and they start tossing down the mooring lines and they secure you in and the uh the red shirts start grabbing uh chest buckets barrels hauling them in by the bundle on down onto the dock and you see a bunch of people like receiving them rolling around as you step off and you see a man with a a rather ornate amulet sitting there next to like the dock chief kind of giving orders talking and uh one of them is talking to the bosun as you kind of approach and uh, here is our precious cargo welcome to the wonderful humble town of valentina i assume you two lovely gentlemen and lady and company are here to uh you notice he kind of glosses oh he kind of addresses the elves and doesn't address the tiefling or the orc mm. he kind of glances over them and basically just excellent valentina um yes we we've been expecting you um if you would, just uh, bring yourselves over to the the Golden Hornet. I know they have somebody that has a message for you. However, when that's taken care of, I'd like to share a word. No rush. Please, no rush. Um, in, the, in the meantime, uh, my name's Alonzo, by the way. He goes to shake your hand, and he goes to shake Parda's hand, and he like... He like leans in to try and like kiss your like the top of your hand and you pull it back appropriately so and then he walks away he doesn't address gorak or vareed alonzo alonzo (laughs) book of grudges (laughs) no i'm taking notes book of grudges (laughs) actually i was putting alonzo racist question mark Uh, he starts just, uh, you notice there's not a lot of demi-humans around here. This is very much just plain, almost boring human society at this point. Like, this, you guys are basically on a wharf, a little docks, some stock houses. You know, this is very much plain Jane boring shit. But up the hill and across the way, you do see a more established township that's not too far away. Um, as you guys sort of uh, go down the dock, one of the workers flags you down and invites you to come over. I'll go over. Yeah. Yep. Ah, I, Alonzo mentioned that the four of you had arrived. He mentioned four. Hmm. He mentioned four. Yes. He did mention four. Oh. Yes, uh, four of you. There are four of you, correct? No one else? Oh, yes. We just didn't know if our numbers got reduced or not. I guess. She's learning to count. What's that? She's learning to count. (laughs) Well, all young girls must learn math, I suppose. (laughs) Now, 
I'm not here to trifle with numbers or anything, but we'd received some cargo about a week ago uh, that was intended for you all. Um, I believe you might recognize these. And Vareed and Parda, you'll recognize your trusty and loyal steeds. Nemesis! There it is. Roach. <laughs> Gosh darn it, I knew it. <laughs> yep, he got the roach. Darn it. Is slip near there? Huh? No. Uh, well, or is, that's yours, right? Yeah. That's, yes, she is. He is. It is there. Even your horse is there. Which is funny because I just realized Slipnir was uh, Shay, so it's like. Wait, what's your horse's name, Brandon? From Lugosh? Or Bugashi. You didn't name your horse? Come up with a horse name right now. <laughs> Seabiscuit. Chestnut. Shadow. So, uh, somehow, uh, so Gorak, you, uh, you approach this horse and you're like, it's, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, can we not please? <laughs> you approach this horse and it's like, this isn't your normal horse. Normally you just take a rental horse. But some for some reason this uh, this horse like knows you, it wants to like it like comes up to you and like trots a little bit. <laughs> you know the owner before this one. Mm-hmm. Was she good to it? Yeah, I'll take her then. She rode it once. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been too bad to it. <laughs> Just trying to get role play moments yeah, out. I know. I know. <laughs> And same for you, like your trot, 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 trot. <laughs> Damn it! You did it closer. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I know the coconuts. Anyway, so you guys, uh, you're able to get on your horses, and you find that their saddlebags are pretty loaded for having been here a week. Um, first and foremost, you all, uh, I assume you want to offload any unimportant things from your characters. Like, you probably put your scrolls in on mm -hmm. some of the saddlebags and stuff. And you all find that <coughs> you all had your passports. Ooh. You all had your passports on you. That was a thing that had to happen in some way. That I know those two did. <coughs> we never mentioned it, but it's assumed you guys did too. However, when you guys uh, reach in to your saddlebags, there is the interesting car alarm <laughs> from the pool, question mark. Uh, there's your, we're going to call it the uh, the European passport. And now there's um, the Mac passport. <laughs> because this place has a really funny nickname in my test kit. So we're calling it the Mac passport. <laughs> The Mac passport. So you all, you find it's all pretty much the same, except it has translated currency. Obviously, your European passport, as we're just going to call it for the simple things, has like your gold listed, and obviously it's got like a Voidstein stamped out on your your European one. Like it's like you guys were incarcerated, your belongings were only barely given back to you. It's never been officially reinstated. However, your Mac passport has an updated picture with like your most recent whatever like for you it was like the last time you were in the arena <laughs> hers has like her official like magistrate like second level like 
office photo kind of deal. And you guys have a second page in your passports for the Mac thing. We, did we ever establish how much gold you guys had? Nope. I think we and him just have like, I assume we just had like a few hundred each. Don't worry about it. Cool. So, yeah, um, this might be really over generous. I don't really care because I read how much some things cost and it hurts my face. So, Quinris, Gorak, you both have 2,000 Aurum, or just 2,000 gold. Nice. Vareed. And Parda, you both have 3,500 Aurum. O-R-U-M? A-U-R-U-M. A-R-U-M. Like Auric. You said A-R. A-U-R. U-M. Aurum. Aurum, all right. It's just pronounced Aurum. I wonder if she would like it so much that her currency has rum in it. There's not actual rum in the gold. <laughs> a nearby barrel breaks in a small fluttering. <laughs> Look at my recent. For what? For what? Never mind. So there we go. So you guys all have your gold. Obviously, your Mac passports are good. They work just like pay like cardless payments. Just say you do it, the amount gets deposited, because who has time for coin transactions? Here, let me count my change for you, sir. Ha! Pish posh. Anybody want to get a pint and then check the waterboard? Well, I mean, it sounds like we're going to a pub or something like that to do a job. Oh. Yeah, so why don't we go to the Golden Hornet? You got the Golden Hornet. Thank you. The Golden Hornet. Golden Hornet. And then we can grab a bite to eat, a drink there, and then... Mm -hmm. What's going on? So you guys uh, ride your horses down into town, up from where the lighthouse is. <laughs> you are just beating your fist. You're just, you're just like, work, damn you. <laughs> Shadowfax ride. <laughs> Shadowfax. So there you go. You guys uh, you guys begin to stroll into town. You see these guys have semi-madhati. Abodes. They're not pretty. Oh, God. Clay and thatch roofs. Clay, thatch roofs. The richer people actually have some slight masonry foundations. Ah, the rich part of town. Yes. <laughs> that has mud between the bricks. Yes, they they definitely used and the That's contrast. Finest. It does, actually. However, uh, the Golden Hornet is perhaps a, uh, a standout amongst the um, shoddy Worn down. Some could say well lived in. So like most taverns and places no, like no, no, this. No, 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 no. Uh, the other establishments around it are worn, shoddy. This one appears recently made from finer materials outsourced from a different continent, not locally found. Ha <laughs> ha! We're doing an arts district renovation. Yes. <laughs> we just want to breathe new life into this district. It'll raise the property value. So Far for everyone. <laughs> so here's the thing. You find the Golden Hornet is closer to what would be described as an edge of town. 
there is a finite line where you notice houses stop in every direction. There's the coastline. This is a coastal town, I must remind you. They, you know, they have beach housing. They have docks here and there. You see fishermen uh, with uh, nets going out and catching. You, you like, you pass like a bazaar, not a bizarre, but a bazaar, for trade and such. Um, but the stay, the like stalls are still being set up as you guys arrive in early morning, and there's just it. It almost is just like a line drawn in sand. This town really can't expand further than this fine line. Houses, like roads, you name it, things stop at this line. Where people don't leave. The Golden Hornet toes one of those lines. Wow. Well, that's interesting. A book closes in the distance. <laughs> that's very. It's even better when he's wearing a shirt that says it. Uh, you guys, uh, you see somebody come out and start lighting the lanterns around the Golden Hornet, and kind of like dusting it off a little bit before walking back inside as you guys. Stow your like like draw draw your horses to their uh, mm-hmm. post. Yep, hitch it up. You said lighting. Yeah, they light lanterns hey, this is during the day. Old it's time. morning. They yeah. still light them. Similar. Very similar. Are you guys going in? Yes. 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 Yeah. Guys, walk into the Golden Horn, and inside it's rather. Uh, they use. Blackout curtains, the finest of blackout curtains, because this place is dark. I do mean dark. With really nice, uh, they have red and orange tinted windows, and they use uh, blackout curtains kind of to draw in the light a little. They focus it. And these uh, these red and orange uh, window panes are accented by small little candles around the edge, and then you have the standard, like, almost like wheelbarrow wheel tables or uh, wagon wheel tables and stuff like that and they just have simple bar stools and you see a a rather uh, esteemed gentleman with a with a monocle and a very finely combed mustache and an apron polishing his glasses and testing all his taps and such he just waves and brings you over I'll walk up to him Good morning. Morning. We were told there was some wolves here for us. Oh, you must be those new adventurers. Hmm. We don't get a lot of your type around here, but uh, here. Because they don't stay or they run away? Or they die. Oh. Some just never come back. He he, like tosses you all um, a little silver, like, little disc about this big fits in the palm of your hand and he just tosses four of them down at the thing and he starts polishing off part of a tap and you notice he just by looking at you brings you all a uh, he brings three of you a form of alcohol except for the elf except for the elf the can I get full a pint not for me what's that can I get a pint for not for me it's for tribute Darling, you don't look like the type that drinks alcohol. It's a tribute to my friend Shay. 
I have one of those bottles. He he pours you out one of those, and he goes, "Look, thistle milk tea, good for you." Oh, that's kind of good. He he had a cup kind of ready to go already. Well, someone knew where we are coming for sure. <laughs> I'm well paid to know what my patrons like. Go ahead and sit down at the third table over there. This is where I wish I had a beer because I was just taking a small sip. <laughs> yep. He kind of just he shows a table that's been set up exactly for five people in the corner, with uh, you know it's got like a little small light in the middle. Oh, like a table. Oh, yeah. Like a table too. Yeah. This is like any other walk I've done. Someone's about to pay us a lot. <laughs> or someone's about to try and get us to do something for free. <laughs> Probably <laughs> for <Yeah>. free. <laughs> yep, either paid or some kind of dirt. Are they going to pay us some milk tea? Well, damn it. <laughs> Actually, I'm grabbing a beer or something. What's the matter? Wait, do we need to pause? No. Yeah. No. Okay, I don't know what you're doing, Mac. Okay. So anyway, you guys, uh, you pull up to the the table. Um, you just sort of, uh, we'll just say that this is your table. You guys are now all sitting. I hope that this doesn't matter pecking order wise, but you're all sitting at the table, cavorting, drinking milk tea, drinking milk tea and whatnot. And uh, a young brunette maiden of sorts comes out and goes, what will we be having this morning? Can I have uh, roast chicken and some vegetables? For breakfast? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, a hearty, a hearty breakfast it is, but it won't sit well. <laughs> but if you want it, please. Bacon, eggs, potatoes. Simple man. Orc. I'll have the same as him, but do you have any uh, orcish tea? She like she like leans back. <laughs> it's this brown looking mush. We'll work on it. <laughs> she just sort of leans back. You guys all notice that uh, your uh, maybe one of you checks your your passports. You notice your money hasn't gone down. I said someone's trying to butter us up to work for free. Oh, yeah. Oh, if only that was nice. You'd go out and get a nice full-course meal for free. Oh, Oh, somebody sponsor us, please. There's always a catch. Always. So, so yeah, they, a little bit goes by. Uh, You guys notice your drinks refill, but you never see anybody refill your glasses. Are you okay? Booga, booga, booga. Huh? Just magic. God, look at the head on that one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you gotta oh, put it back up. <laughs> I poured wrong. What a pretty t-shirt. I wonder who got it for me. Oh, wait, was that the one we got? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God, Sarah. Anyway, um, you guys eventually get your meal. You guys are... You guys, you guys have like your, you eat and you see a, you see a, a figure come in. He looks rather uh, pale. 
Like he, uh, this doesn't seem like a businessman, somebody who would be dealing with uh, hardened adventurers. He seems kind of nervous. And you, you notice the bartender, like the barkeep, kind of just snap his fingers and waves him in. And he like, the barmaster like grabs him by the collar and like pulls him in. And he, you just hear feverish whispering. And then the barkeep like drops the tankard in his hand. And then he looks over at you guys and then back. And he just like throws him and shoes him off. And he just runs out and scurries and out into the streets. Yeah, that's for some reason. Must be the Eldritch Knight. Slap towel, slap towel, dry, dry. Slap. Well, I'm used to being an orc and crew like us, this. So. Actually, it wasn't just looking at Bree; it was looking at all of us. So. The barkeep walks over. What was he all scared about? I'm afraid it wasn't terror. There's been a bit of an incident. He just what stole happened? money. <laughs> Were it he stole, I'm sure he wouldn't have left this establishment with his hands or legs. No. Whoa. I'm afraid that um, our generous benefactor never made it back this morning. Oh, no. So consider it a small kindness, but I can't exactly... There's no business if I don't have somebody to give you business with. Oh. So we might have a chance if he's still alive. Correct. Well, I was about to say... As long as you last seen Thank you. Good to see that you're already interested. Please, um, he comes over. He goes, follow me outside. Follow him outside? Yep. Okay. You, you <laughs> see as you walk out into town, he, you see the gentleman like running down the street. He's past that little line mm-hmm. in the sand. Yeah. You see him running and running out into this fog. You wish somebody would spear tackle him back. It's far worse. Tentacles. Can't thwart him? He's far more than 30 feet away, young lady. I'm so sorry. Something's about to eat this guy. For real. (laughs) Not just eat this dude. Like, you're about to watch this dude get boop up. Beyond the city limits is a world unkind to literally everything with a heartbeat. You name it, it dies. However, we aren't cowards. That man was a coward. That man has five more seconds. So what? I'm gonna gonna look at that guy. Four, three, two, As if on cue, as if this was actually scripted, and it totally is. Don't mistake a thing. You see uh, in one of the tree lines in the distance, you see a lone hand rise and start scrambling out from beneath its own interred earth. A being maybe seven and a half feet tall, wide around as a tree stump, And you can see from here, even hundreds of feet away, 
It has eyes like neon. It has a jaw that looks like it can go a foot a foot long. And it is none too pleased to have something. It's like it's it's happy to have fresh meat, but it's not happy it was woken up. And you see this thing just start taking leaps and strides meters long. I was about to say, this sounds like the Shy Guy from SCP. I haven't seen the Shy Guy. Oh, wait, that Shy Guy. Definitely yeah. not that Shy Guy. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the way you're describing it. It sounds like it's got the same fingers and the same mouth and yeah. body looking. Uh, nope. Screamer boy. No. But you watch this thing as uh, it basically just takes this guy to the ground and you just hear screams of terror for all of about a second before you see two visible halves of this man split across the road. And then the tiny ones come out and start feeding. Looks like you got a demon problem. We have a lot of problems here. And unfortunately, this is the one road between here and another town. There are other smaller trails we use back down in the north. Use those for hunting. We have some guard posts out here. Small established things. But this road was the life of the intercontinent. Not anymore. And the man who's going to hire you today had a lot of work relating to this road. And that man was his last bodyguard. He was ugly of a bodyguard he was. Well, <laughs> reputations mean a lot around here. Some no good adventurers. No offense, I know your reputation precedes you. In we're the in other our last resort. Exactly. It's like he he acknowledges that you all have a reputation on another continent, but here this is where good men go to die. So Consider it your first job. If you can get that man back for me, consider it good graces for everyone else here. And then whatever else he has planned for you, I can't say. Well, that brings us back to the original question everybody had asked. What would you ask them? About three miles north to the east. Is there a time of day that's... Or two miles east, three to the north. Is there a time of day that's safer to travel? No. In fact... Can those things jump? Yes, quite high, in fact. How high? I reckon that if anybody's outlived their jump, it wasn't here. Mm. But they can scale that wall... No problem. He points to one about 50 feet high. Oh. Is that where you usually pass when you try to avoid facing me? We pass back that way. Okay. Only the brave and foolish come through here. Mm-hmm. You were saying, as a matter of fact, when I was asking about safer times to travel? As a matter of fact, no. Oh. That's what he said, no, there's not. It's kind of universally uh, a bad idea to enter through this gate. Well, I think we're just going to need some uh, 
Supplies. Supplies. Supplies, and then... Climbing here! <laughs> no. No. Then please, allow us. He points to a building about three down from the tavern. Mm-hmm. Shows like a little hammer and a pin. They're your folks. You need it, they got it. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, thank you very much. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. And a hop, skip, and a jump about five steps down the road. You guys store. walk into the store. You see uh, a husband and wife duo flanked by what appears to be some kin, kind of all working, tidying. One of them still has, like, breakfast in their mouth. <laughs> Do you have any scrolls in your image? Now there's a request. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you today? Well, it ain't sunshine until you heard somebody die. Amen. <laughs> it's okay. You get used to it eventually. I heard scroll of mirror image. Yeah. Uh, you want any throwing axes? Throwing axes. Charlie. What size do you need? Uh, just an average size one. So like a hatchet? Hatchet or tomahawk? Yeah. Yeah, you know the ones. Don't right. need anything magical, just a simple throwing axe. Round here, darling, there's no such thing as mundane. Not even the mornings. You see a young boy, maybe eight years old. He, uh, he gives you a, a tomahawk, and you notice it has a keen silver edge. And in the pommel, it has what looks to be um, a small rune. <laughs> and they come in pairs. Ooh. So, the reason I need this is for a spell that I have that lets me use a turn one throwing weapon to like four. That's great. <laughs> oh, it does. No, but you know what I mean. You can yeah. turn one, turn one. Yeah. So, he, uh, they give you those. They go, uh, that would be 60 gold pieces for the axes. And, uh, have any healing potions? Just cooked up a fresh batch. Sorry, dear, still looking for that scroll potion. You see she waves her hands, and you see a bunch of different little scroll lines start flicking through a wall of what looks like books. Mm-hmm. So nice. Young lady, if I could have you stand over there, Charlie will help you over there. Okay. Uh, anybody who needs healing... Uh, I realize if I ask whoever needs healing potions, you're going to crowd my cauldron. Okay, m- next order. You have any scrolls of fireball? Oh, no, that's a cheery one. <laughs> Everyone looks for those. <laughs> she pulls out one. That'd be 200 gold, love. And some healing potions. Over there. And you also go over with a cauldron. Yeah. And how can I help you, sir? We need components. Yeah. Um. But do you have... A model of his ziggurat, a clay model. 
a ziggurat. Ziggurat. A clay. Oh! You got a map of the local area? I might not, but uh, I can see if I can scrounge one up. See if I know anybody. Also, uh, ziggurat. No. Okay. Figured not. It was all low chance. I I figured. Uh, that's a that's kind that, of that's weird. such a specific request. It's hey, you know, and all your useful things. Do you have a clay model of this? Do you just have. I would say that would be more of a have, big city thing. Yeah. Do you just have clay I can use to make one? Sure, love. Go and just grab a big old handful. There's literally a bucket of clay. <laughs> I just grab a handful. Great, that'd be uh, five gold a pound. Hold on. Kumbaya. <laughs> that'd be ten gold, please. Okay. So you have <laughs> so you have two pounds of clay. <laughs> I also do have two other requests. Three. Yeah. Three. Three. Do you have a small fan? Like a pan fan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. An exotic feather? Okay. You no. have the Shay's feather count as exotic. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is from an exotic like a phoenix feather. You don't see many of them, but yeah. You know what? I guess a kenku is exotic. Yes, that'll count. Okay. And ashes either from a burnt leaf or mistletoe. Well, just hands you mistletoe. Let's say you just need some hands mistletoe and a torch. Just... Oh, I can just light that myself. No, no, she just hands you mistletoe. It doesn't have to be burned. It's just mistletoe. No, it's ashes. It should just be ashes of a burnt leaf or mistletoe. <laughs> Oh, regular mistletoe. Okay. There you go. Do you have any potions of cure disease? <laughs> Just go Back to the over by the potions. Go to the cauldron. <laughs> you find that all of your things have started charging you, so you're down to 33. You're down. Uh, is that all you needed was a thing of a clay ziggurat and potions? Did you get anything else? What about your other spells, man? What components do you need? How many hot peppers do you have? <laughs> If you can wait a half hour at the bazaar, I'm sure you can find all sorts of hot peppers that will suit your cuisinary needs. I just want a map by the local area and just road map. Why do you want hot peppers? You'll see explosive results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, uh, finally, uh, part at long last, you notice a single scroll of mirror image finally pops out. Man, that one was very deep. And now for the cauldronation. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see um, what looks like um, the husband and eldest son together working the cauldron together without actually touching it. Oh. Top of the morning. How can we help you today? Anything suits your fancy? What can we get for you? The two of them just kind of come at you swinging. I believe he was the first one to hit the cauldron. Uh, either some greater healing potions or just a bunch of regular ones. Boy, we got the thing for you. Pucker you right up, champ. Let's go get it, boys. And you just watch like three of them each kind of like just separate. And they just start all throwing ingredients at each other, plopping them in the cauldron. One cauldron of greater healing. Got any loose vials? 
Otherwise, it's five silver apiece. I pull out the three empty bottles that I had from my three graders. Shunk, shunk, shunk. Sweet deal. 25 apiece. All right. Get anything else for you? Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Don't be shy. New batch. You, they kick over the cauldron, and it's reset. <laughs> Three great healing potions. Oh shit! <laughs> well, that batch is fucked. All right, new batch. <laughs> they do the same song and dance over again. Right. Sure, you only want three? I'm gonna kick it out again. Anybody else? Greater healing potions. Greater healing potions. Thank you, people. All right, how many we need? Uh, Grab um four. Two. I got nine bottles. Everybody got everybody got their bottles. Mm-hmm. Yep. You watch as all of them just shoo, shoo, kunk, 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 toss them all back to you. Anything else we can get you aside from great healing potions, folks? Do you have any potions of invincibility? Ooh, now that's a fancy one, and I know you got your potion to cure disease, but I figure if we got any bulk batches, might have get well out of the way. Um, I'll just realize I actually do got two. What you want? You got anything that can help with wisdom? Wisdom. Champ, you don't look like you're that old yet. What else do you need? Oh. Uh, you got a potion of Goliath strength? All right, now, mister. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> However, I'm sure we can make it for you if you bring us enough. Oh, what kind All of right, Well, I mean, if you guys know what it needs to be made, you can probably just go out and get the ingredients out in the wild and come back and have it be brought at an amended cost. Mm-hmm. But uh, potion to cure disease, how many do you need? By the way, that cost you 100 gold. That cost you 50 gold. That cost you 75 gold. And me, 75. Um, and for you, 75. Four. Because I'm down to 18. Four potions of cure disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have enough vials for that? He's getting the vials. I need some more vials, please. Don't worry about it. New batch, kick. <laughs> they <laughs> start kicking into the sewer system. They just keep kicking over the cauldron into their little like trough that flows God knows fucking where. God, <laughs> what potion is in that? I'm so curious. It's about... a potion of you don't want to know. <laughs> it's, it's a potion a po- of fuck off. <laughs> it's a potion it's of... The po- it's the potion that will basically make you into Caldor Drago. No, no, <laughs> it's the potion of optional super boss. <laughs> <laughs> The one hobo in the sewers who's all like, exactly. What is happening? Basically, fight the mortal form of Omvale. Enough, everyone. (laughs) No. Settle down. Everybody, settle down. We're having a lot of fun with this potion house. I'm sorry. They make you your four potions. uh, So that is going to run you two gold for the four vials. We're going to say potions to cure disease. Since it's a general thing for small diseases, we're going to say that sets you back about 142 gold. So all in all, it's been about 244, I want to say, for everything. Probably for you, yeah. I've kind of just been telling you general amounts. You should just be tallying that up. Oh, yeah. How much did the fan scroll here, image, and mistletoe cost? So the the fan, probably like Like five gold. Five gold? That's like a cheap fan. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, five gold's pretty good for a fan. But, I mean, it's a fan that you want to lash through several uses. Uh, mistletoe, fuck, mistletoe might as well be free. And then the scroll of mirror image, low-cost spell, pretty simple, 75 gold. 
Because, I mean, you got to think about it. Fireball was 200. 75 mm-hmm. for mirror image, that's like life-saving shit. That's stuff right. they can mark up. It's like, you want to live? Mirror image. So, uh, did we have anything else that we were... I know he was looking for the map, but the map can be resolved fairly easily. I know you need hot peppers, which is over at the bazaar. <laughs> Any other potions? Oh, potion of invisibility. Does that need invisibility? I heard you, fuck boy. <laughs> you notice they go over to a small beaker set. Mm. They're looking like, only made one of these before. Turned out okay. We stayed invisible for like three days, though. Yeah, it was potent, but it was our first try. We've done it since then. <laughs> what? I have a feeling like it sounds hilarious. Oh my god! Just flat. No, just from all the distance, like my map. <laughs> so, uh, you reckon we can do it? Cheat? Easy? One try? Maybe? Uh, who knows? Well, we gotta give it a good shot. Let's use the beakers. And they just start adding like small little things to make the potion of greater invisibility. I don't know why our druid needs a potion of greater invisibility, but okay. And you notice they just, you start seeing the fluid like change colors and it goes through a little loop-de-doop into the dropper. She's trying to be like Shay. (laughs) She's an affectionate little girl. So there we go. Eventually, it slowly drip drops into a tiny little thing about so. It's so efficient, it actually starts turning part of the glass invisible. (laughs) It's that potent, it minorly affects the container it's in. So they put it in a tiny little tin foil concealant type thing. Basically, you would recognize it as that that foil paper His Excellency had back in his office. They use one of those to try and keep its effects contained so it doesn't leak. And that would be another 50 gold. (laughs) What? I have a request for a scroll. What? Power word stun. If I beat a 15, you can have it. Crit. Nope. They snap. They... What was that? You wanted power word kill? I will take that too. (laughs) I will take one. (laughs) You can't afford a power word kill scroll. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Not even all the wealth in Caravan 13's vaults can afford a power word kill scroll. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's like, I will sell you my soul. Garrett just pops pain. out and we're like, you say something? Yes. You have power word pain. Power word pain. Ooh, let's see. Power word stun or power word pain. Power. Let me see which one is more power. Circle of power, power word heal. Power word pain. It's only slightly. Power pain, power word stun. I can assume or, uh, Gorak just at this point is just leaning against the door, just probably playing his little flute that he's got. They do have a power word pain. How much would that cost? 800. I will take one. Snap. Someone's a big spender. Someone's about to become reliant on the rest of the party. (laughs) No. No. I still have a lot of gold left. He does have about 1,000 or 1,100 or so. How much does this inn in this area cost? Because we didn't pay for it. I wouldn't worry about that, I imagine. Man, they're usually pretty good. I mean, I rarely stay at one. But, you know. 
depending on how fancy it is. Oh, any potion ingredients that you're willing to pay top dollar for? Um, I don't have any off the top of my head, but I'm sure if you have a potion that you need doing that we can't, trust me, dearie, it'll really cut down your potion costs. <laughs> hey, if you bring your own ingredients, that helps too. If you try to do it yourself, it'd probably be cheaper just to pay these guys, but if you bring the materials, it's better. I know, but where do you find the materials and how do you figure out what materials is Trust me, that's my job! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you were looking for a map. Yep. You find one of them. Yeah, it's a bit outdated, but, uh, served the last crew pretty well. It still has, like, a bloody handprint on the end, and it's smeared one of the top corners. So some of it's unusable. But it does have a pretty good area, like, local area, but anything outside maybe 10 miles, smeared in blood and dirt. Not really usable. All right. guess we're not going to go too far out, so let's do. Although I wouldn't mind a map of the entire continent. Yeah, good luck, dear. Nobody's seen one of those in, like, five centuries. Ha! Ha! That's not even a joke. Oh, my. Must be very valuable if you find one. Oh. Now, I know what you're thinking. A copy. I know, right? So, uh, is that all the business you had with the folks here? Yep. How much did the map cost? The scroll that has Tasha's uncontrollable hideous laughter. No. <laughs> No. How much is the map? Uh, unfortunately, we don't sell hand-me-downs. That's just passe. Consider that a gift from the last adventurers. Protection from evil scrolls. Hmm. I don't know why you would need protection from evil, Brandon, but okay. It would give me a little bit of a boost in case I'm, we're getting rushed and I know I'm going to end up getting in melee combat. This is the evilest thing you'll run into. If I was evil, I'd kill you right now. Why would you kill me for? I'd benefit I mean, you. I mean, you could be like a beholder. <laughs> they only kill unless it's for the law or whatever the hell it is. That's true. I am the mouth of the Lord. Amen. Yes, you are. <laughs> what level is, uh... What level is that, Brandon? Um, which one did I say? I'm sorry. Protection from evil. Give me one second. I think it's like a level like three or four. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The ever so loving shopping episode. Oh, my God. That is like 400 gold. Oh, and I seriously lowballed you on that power word pain. So yeah, I know you did. You're I was welcome. all like, obviously, I'm not going to screw my my money over. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, a fifth level spell is worth over 1,000 gold. I actually uh, might have charged him slightly more, slightly less than Fireball, but we don't care. It's It works. So, yeah, no, they... I mean, you, you could. Later. You Come back later. I know they later. have it for future reference. Yeah. Thank you. And if you guys just do manage to get your hands any kind of power word, more fun power word, just let me know. Let us know when your wallet gets bigger, champ. 
I was trying to be nice with 800 gold. I realize now maybe I should actually go by what they cost. Ooh. Where, what are you using for that? Uh, I don't know. I looked up something just now. It seemed pretty fair. Anyway, glorious shopping episode aside, it looks like we got about an hour or so left to get into the heart of this adventure. I'm so excited. Let us know when... Uh, do we need to take a small break, everybody? No. No. You sure? It's been about an hour. We can go for a small water break uh, since we're doing some shifting Has around. It? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Shopping really does take a lot of time, right? Dang. It doesn't even feel like we've done that much. I know. That's the beauty of it. No, let's go small, small break. Yeah. All right. So we're going to consider this just your small little interlude into our lives, and we'll be right back when the action resumes. And we're back from the off-screen shopping. We did all the boring stuff, even because honestly, who, like the cauldron thing was funny the first five times, but afterwards, nah. So now we're gonna pick up after everybody bought all their miscellaneous items, including some rings, question mark, and uh, a map with some nice blood stains on it. And I believe I was about to send you all out of town into undead wonderland to find a mysterious benefactor who called you from across the ocean. Gorak, Yo. you're the resident ranger. I need you to give me a navigation roll. Let's say I didn't, didn't think you'd actually have to worry about that, but yeah. No, no, uh, seeing as this is a new mysterious place that you've never been in using a map that's not quite up to date with stains on it, I just want to see how you do for a general feel. That's a nat 20. Beautiful. I knew I could trust you. Now, here's my question. As the uh, navigator, the navigator kind of sets the pace. Now, obviously, with your new fancy narmy schmarmy stuff, no bad terrain can befuddle you. But how fast are you moving? Uh... We're on horses, or you're you're on horses, but are you going slow, normal, we're, or fast? We're probably at an average trot. So you're you're going normal speed. Yeah. Okay. It's like we're going just fast enough to be able to get everything in without going too complicated. And his dice are now rolling like oh, normal. So now his dice are doing what they. I couldn't do that during Pathfinder. No. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it during Pathfinder. No, no. no dice rolls roll for good, it. but now. It's okay, you guys. It's just me pulling out my dice after I asked him to navigate. I have to be ready for these things. By the way, you guys have 45 seconds. So we're going to say... Uh, I'm not joking, by the way. So you guys start getting off on an average trot. And everything seems to be going pretty well. Um, you notice... they you, meant, you recall the directions two miles east and then three miles north. You guys proceed. It's been 15 seconds. So excited. I know, I know. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to count this little bit here while you make gestures at me. You notice that the ground is very misshapen. And I'm also not going to count this little part where I seam dress because that's not fun. You notice that... Uh, Eruptions of sorts are very common around here. The ground constantly disheveled, misplaced. Grass barely grows. And the bones of dead lie astrone everywhere. Occasionally in the midst of your trot, you'll hear a, a rogue snap. 
of a bone crunched. For being so close to the ocean, you'd never know it given this pungent, ever-present smell of decay. And further stranger, you see um, that this is not a particularly dense forest area. Not a lot of shrubs grow anymore. Anything that's left is just dead. And yet, there are still signs of life out here. Do you recall this was a well-traveled road? And there are still signs of that. And none a finer mark than the occasional scorched room left in a tree bark. Occasionally, you guys are heading out. About 20 seconds has passed at this point as you guys are, you guys are just bolting to get a head start you see that there are these white trees that have scorched runes in them and the runes are never really the same around 30 seconds in you notice the runes begin to glow spade up you don't have time to read them and they're not really in any language or alphabet you recognize would I know anything from my knowledge arcana no. from glancing? Nope. Unfortunately not, dear Brandon. Damn. I can override this because this is a language that doesn't exist in Dungeons and Dragons since there is no sense in giving your dice roll on something your character wouldn't know. Sorry, my friend. So. You begin to go faster. Just to see, just to test. No ground disturbed. And then... You notice there's a single red tree with one blue rune on it. You all move just fast enough to pass the tree before the runes clear. And then you guys uh, slow down and you, you see the runes kind of emit this fell glow. And then you hear a small bell toll once. And you begin to see like... Uh, like a single hand breach the road behind you and it stands up and it's very similar to that creature you saw down the road earlier but it's far closer to you now far larger and it it spawns as it were uh, from behind that red tree with the blue rune on it and it it howls at you in a way that a feral beast would and it begins to charge at you Four legs or two legs? Four legs. And it bounds and you see that it, like you guys uh, keep going and it feels like it's right behind you. And as it leaps to try and like get another big jump at you, it passes that red tree and the rune lets out like a little pulse and the creature's essence scatters to the wind and retreats back behind the trees. So well, good to know. We need to go as fast as possible. So to clarify, so when we were going through, the, the <coughs> started to glow more and more and more. There was a red tree with a blue rune, you said? Yep. And when we, the, the creature couldn't pass that. Correct. Okay. I just want a mental clarification. Yep. Yeah, past blue runes. And you guys made it by like the skin of your teeth. You have to basically get past that on horseback. You cannot there you guys understand that getting trapped out there on foot means you would have to fight your way out. Mm -hmm. 
And that was just a straight line. You don't know how wide those runes go. Mm-hmm. So, something to keep in mind. If you start seeing red runes, head for blue. <laughs> you never... Yep. Well, no, if you see blue runes, that's good. Blue is safety. Red is danger. Oh. Yeah, if you, you don't want to be around red runes. Red rune, red rune. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. So uh, you guys are safe to trot for a while. Mac, if you hadn't rolled, um, if you'd rolled pretty good on your navigation, you made it out of that. But your 20 made it so that you were safe. But I wanted to add some cinema to it. And your expertise at navigation is what allowed you to gain Mm -hmm. that sort of immediate knowledge outside of obvious, like, oh, it can't pass the blue line. Plus, since he kind of understands undead stuff, he probably was like, that's not something we want near us. Move faster. Right. So you guys begin your slow trot away from the city and into a far more untamed wildlands than perhaps only uh, only Gorak may have been in situations similar to this. Vareed, you've t- traveled the world, but you, you're used to more confined situations. Mm-hmm. Parda tends to not travel where there's death. Quinris is the resident bookworm, as it were. But he stuck out about helping people. Yep, and it's a wise thing to do as well. Which so every time something new has happened, I've been writing it down lately. I know. So what we have here is mystery. So I'm just going to see. Oh, good. Nice down in the middle. We're going to say you guys travel for about five minutes before you guys come to a very clear fork in the road. One seems eerily preserved. So I'd make a note of that one. Somebody, anybody, please. Which side is it, left or right? It's on your left side. The left side has a sign that's slightly broken down, but you can read the words... uh, Fair, with an E. So a like a circus or something like that. It's F A I R E. Yeah, but it's in between two words. <laughs> so you all you know is something fair something. The right path leads towards a. It just it. It's just a blank sign. But it's the generally recognized. This is the same path. If you're going where these where this leads, this is the same. There's no location between here and the next guidepost. Okay. So okay. blank signs mean uh, for if you want to write this down, blank signs mean it's the same path mm. before the next fork in the road. And following the blank sign is where we need to go. Correct. Right now. Yes. All right. So we do we we have notes in of the um. Fair, something. Yes. Yeah. It's if we went to the left on our way back to Valentina. If we went to the left. N- no. Well, if we were on our way back to Valentina, we would go right. right. Correct. If you were leaving. Basically, Valentina. look for the one that has the sign that says fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is that is your event spawn for that. I literally thought we were going to be doing a coin toss where it's like, do we want to go to the fair or do we want to go? Oh, no. you don't have time. You, you have a r- rather pressing matter, unfortunately. 
So we're going to continue further down the road. And because you guys are traveling at a normal pace, you guys are uh, you guys are only going to be going one hex out of town, by the way. So we're not going to have to do anything uh, travel-wise. Only one navigation is required today. Um, would Parda give me a listen check? Excellent. You hear scampering in the uh, between the trees on your right. You guys are still in. There's no dense shrubbery. It's almost like you guys are just surrounded by dead spears emerging from the ground, but it's foggy. And this is this is the kind of atmosphere where, you know, there's maybe toads in the background croaking. I was about to say, would Gorak have heard what she heard? Hmm. I would say, given she, where she's usually at, you might have, but it's, uh, it's a... I'm just kind of using this as an instance to scene dress. Right. Because, you know, I get to do that. I was just going to warn her, be careful. Places like this don't normally want to... Places like this normally want to trick you. Right. We can say you say that still. Stay on the path. So, uh, yeah, there's, like, frogs and toads croaking... The rogue, tr like a rogue tree limb, might snap and send one or two carrion birds squawking away. But occasionally, when one of you might look behind you to see who's on the road, sometimes you might just see a shadowy figure cross behind you and then disappear behind a tree limb. I'm assuming Gorak at this point probably just got his staff in his hand while he's riding one handed. I mean, if that's what you'd like. Everybody else riding armed. I wouldn't say he's basic. He's armed. It's just he's got. Oh, no, he you wants it. You know, you you've got one half of yeah. your weapon ready to go, my dude. Yeah. You are riding no, armed. No, I don't. I'm not riding with my staff out. Okay. I think it's just because Gorak I, knows I how to ride. Staff is emergency situations. <laughs> Gorak knows how to ride Dothraki style. <laughs> so, this is the part where I get to hopefully do something. Fuck. Fun. <laughs> everybody feels like he regrets. Everybody roll for initiative. No, it's actually not going to be an initiative. I need everybody to give me a d20. Is there any mods to it? Uh, I just want to know what your base rolls would be. Uh, Maybe uh, 10. 10. 11. 10. 12. I love middle line events. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys weren't surprised. By what? Who's questioning you? Yes, it's quite the question. You guys see a, uh, a figure in the road, and he appears to be a, a soldier of some kind. And he's just waving his hand, Stop! Stop! Don't go any farther! Stop! And your, your horse is kind of... Yeah. Like rock and kind of get a little nervous. They they seem rather uh, off put by this event. How low is my battery? Low enough to make me go, oh damn. There we go. They are uh, spooked a bit. You guys, uh, he goes, you guys need to turn back. He, like, wads his hands out. He's, like, he 
you guys are just approaching. He he's not like l- listening to why you, you guys. I love how you're saying why as he's like seventy five feet away. You're like why? <laughs> why I'm so confused. Why he's like trying to tell you to turn around. This guy's about to get pooped. This guy's about to die. Not not even a joke. Um, you guys all of a sudden see. Um, as though the fog itself coalesces into a specter of sorts, you watch as this man has this ethereal hand put over his mouth, and you watch as this being begins to just, not like force him into him, but as though it's like using the fog to suck the life out of this man's body. Oh, Jesus, please, why? Uh, okay, so I'm just going to roll for damage and see if this guy actually does die. Six, seven, 12, 16, 17, and now he needs to succeed. Hey, he actually succeeded. Um, there's just one problem. I didn't give this guy very much HP. He was kind of expected to die. <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) So the wraith like brings him to the floor and you watch as it almost looks like the the white light of this man's soul just leaves this man's body and then it turns a pale shade of black as the creature just holds its hand over it and summons a new monster with it. Skeleton or anything particular like that? No, it's a specter. Yeah, I, don't know. I, wasn't I got a will o' wisp, but it's the closest thing I got. Well, if I need a will o' wisp, I'll let you know. Well, that's the closest thing to that. Any particular other things, or is it just the. It's the wraith and the will o' wisp. That works. So there we go. So I kind of have everything I need right here in my hands. This is just a small little encounter just to get your heebie-jeebies flowing. <clears throat> Roll for initiative, obviously. Yep. Dang, huh? Uh, 17. Hey, that was an 18 before you fucking did. <laughs> that was a 17 without mods, so. He rolled a natural 20! So I have a 17 and 18, a 13. 17. Okay, so boom, 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 boom. Okay. Brandon. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Well, is it assumed that we're still on our horses or have we dismounted? Uh, it is assumed you guys are still on your horses and your horses are becoming increasingly disturbed. So for this turn, if you want to move... You are probably going to have to dismount your horse for half your movement. Dismount it. No. No, don't. No. The specter that said it so is not going to move. Nemesis will return to me. Sarah? What? Don't dismount in a place like this. <laughs> Sarah, a place like this, it's wanting you to dismount. Okay. Fine. Um, so I guess I will... So I'm going to assume they're hostile, judging by their actions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to I cast... Mean, no, that's just their way of showing their friendly. Flash. I throw all my sorcery points into acid splash. 
Um, no, that's just that's my cantrip. <laughs> I know. I know. Acid splash. Acid splash. It's like Sarah's movie. How much range? How much range is no, it? Sixty feet. Spray for nice. Um, so they need to make a deck saving throw. Bring it up. Are they within five feet of each other? No. Damn. Are they? I no. They were. Nope. They're not within five feet of each other. So like. No, no. That's that's ten feet apart. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was five. Nope. No. No. Did they? Well, what did you roll? I'm sorry. I okay. So. Oh, plus four. No. Plus eight. No. That that doesn't. Eleven doesn't break AC. Nope, not for either of them, unfortunately. Although, hold on. Must have rolled really bad. He did. (laughs) Three. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Do both of these count as humanoid or undead? They are not. They're undead. So they still count. Uh, one of them failed your deck saving throw. The specter, to be specific. So if you want to roll your i one d six or two d six. Two d six plus four. So roll your two d six plus four. Five. 11. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Normally, they would be resistant to your acid, but as I understand it, you have uh, that one specific feat that allows you to negate that acid damage resistance. Elemental Adept Acid. I really hope you have Elemental Adept Acid, otherwise I have to cut that damage in half. I don't actually think I have that one. Then they I took think I took... They took six damage then. Okay. Uh, are you done? I'm assuming that's how we were writing the Yeah. I yeah, guess okay. that that'd be all my. We've got no choice now. <laughs> yeah. I, I have alchemist and warcaster. Okay. Yep. You don't have any elemental adept acid then. Unfortunate. Unfortunately. Oh. So. And um, that means like that other one took like three damage, which is even worse. All right, so it's Connor's turn then. Uh, yes. Yeah, because that would be my. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What's the next feat I'm going for? I'm going to dismount, and then I'm going to move my other fifteen feet forward. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Firebolt. Okay. Uh, on the specter? The specter is the blue ball. Yes, yes, on the specter. Minus five, plus five. Seventeen. Seventeen hits. Okay. Two to ten. Eight. So fifteen damage. Ooh, nice. Fifteen plus the... Okay. And I'm going to throw my silver spear. Wait. Oh, right. Two attacks. Yep. Wait. Yeah, no, I, cantrip, cantrip. You're right. Cantrip. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to. I'm like, wait a second. There's some fuckery here. Oh, no. Yeah. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Marine's OP, but is he that OP? Right? It's like, hold on. Something seems wrong here. But no, he's good. Yep. And that gets me at a. 
That was an 18. So that that also hits. All right. So that is 1d8 plus <laughs> 5 damage. 4. It's 13. Dead. Sweet. The wisp is dead? The, the wispy character is dead. And uh, Mac, given your relative angle of your dangle there, uh, give me a secondary d20 at disadvantage. Okay. So first one is a 23. Excellent. So that passes. Second one is even higher than that. Excellent. You actually managed to do the impossible. You threw your spear through a specter and hit the person adjacent to it because of your angle. You would have clipped that thing. <laughs> so uh, roll for damage again, but don't add your strength mod because this is officially like a pass-through. Oh, okay. uh, four damage. Excellent. Congratulations. So <laughs> at this point, the spear passed through the specter, outright killed it, and now this wraith has a silver spear sticking through it. And then as it moves, the spear falls to the floor. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to say this thing takes its turn. Because it was tied with him, actually, for initiative. Uh, it has... Oh, dear. Um, right. So it's going to go one, two, three, four, five. Is that part of right there? That's me. What are you doing? It gets behind Mapana. It's going to attempt to attack him now. It is. It is going to threaten to attack him. It is. Mac. Yes. What is your AC? 21? Yes. <laughs> well, no. No hard for time or anything. It crit failed! <laughs> It just no, that's good. It, want it. it turned as soon as it Where tried to get behind him, he turns around and it's just like, My lord. No, it's okay. It just it it like walked over and it just did not grab. So that My. would be Chad's turn. Yep. Obviously I cast Hunter's Mark and pull out the bow. I know. <laughs> First attack. 13 plus 7. Hits. Hits. So let's see here. Four plus nine. Four plus six. Four plus six. Is that it? No. Eight plus six. Eight plus six. Four plus four plus six. Okay. So fourteen. I, I figured, yeah. Do you have a second attack you need to do, yep. sir? Fifteen plus seven. Hits. Five plus four plus five. Fourteen. Excellent. You did twenty-eight damage. I believe uh, he moved. Wait, what'd you roll for 20, right? Yeah. He rolled first. It's then him, then me, then her. My initiative plus oh, two. right, right. You just rolled really low dabblage. Okay. Your turn, Thera. 
Shillelagh as a bonus action. Cool. And then I'm going to slam that guy. Actually, you don't need to cast Shillelagh. Remember that staff does that automatically. Oh, I know. Okay. And then Thorn Whip, uh, you'll have to move a little closer. Hmm. Can't you do it on the horse? or? Yeah, if she wants to move her horse, she can. You'll, you're good right there. Excellent. What's your uh what is Thornwhip's natural damage? I'll um, look that up. I got it. With the staff that you gave me or just the natural? Hold on, hold on, I got it. Okay. I will look this up real quick. I just need to look at oh my god, of 1D6. course. Uh right. And then that should be two D so roll your two D eights <laughs> because of the whip. Two D eight plus the four on modifier. Top of that. I forgot to have my four on top of that. <laughs> Wait, I have so what does that mean? You have another eight additional damage to tack on? Yeah. Cool. On undead and humanoids. Of course. Yes, with your staff, it's 2d8 plus five damage. I no. thought I did that the first time. Seven. Six. Fourteen. Nineteen. That's eighteen, sweetie. Sorry. <laughs> I got you. Try, try sneaking that extra damage. Point. I know. So wait, so that's <laughs> eighteen <laughs> plus... 32. That's 50 health flat, which means it's up to Brandon. Turn cycle. Round two. Fight. Don't use an AoE. Please don't use an AoE. I'll use chromatic orb. Doesn't that hit anything within five feet of your target? No, that's a one foot orb. No, I don't. I I think it's just a one foot orb if I remember right here. Let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, no, because chromatic orb is my... No, a uh, four-inch diameter sphere of energy. It doesn't burst or anything. Cool. Throw your chromatic orb. See if you um, can. I am going to do. Do I notice that it seems kind of resistant to my acid? Yes. I am going to try lightning. Sure. Try lightning. Bruh. What are you using? Call lightning. Or? No, chromatic orb. It's any element oh. I choose. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's dragony. That 14 like plus that 8. Hits. That's great. Uh, what's What level spell were you using chromatic as? What spell slot level? Um, second level. Third level. So that's... 5d8s? Yeah, 5d8. <laughs> that doesn't count, because that went completely off direction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a 5. 9... 15, 16, 7, is one more? Yeah, one more. Okay. 19 lightning damage? That is not good. It's not dead. You notice that when you throw the chromatic orb, it it hits and it bursts with lightning, but the lightning kind of scatters away from your target. So, not lightning, on to the next. <laughs> Makana! We you tried! Every element. I destroyed my sword. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. That was 12. Just, you're yeah. good, you're good. You said plus 12. Stop, please. <laughs> Lord God, did you not roll a crit fail? <laughs> Eight. That's 15 damage from my first attack. There it is. It's dead. 
you, uh, I like to imagine you just turned around and you're like, you missed. You stab, fire, <laughs> purge, blown up. For the party's uh, interest, that creature has resistances to acid, cold, fire, lightning, and thunder damage. So, <laughs> so basically, so when I said poison spray is a joke, I should have just done it. No, it's immune to poison. <laughs> Wait, is that what you said? <laughs> no, uh, technically it's in, it's resistant to bludgeon piercing and slashing damage from attacks that oh, are silvered. Silver for the win! You reclaim your Honestly, we just need to silver plate everything. everything. Yeah. It's like my staff, just a little bit of silver. It's not how that works, sweetie, but okay. Just in plate. I'll hit it with the silver axe that I'm to roll. That's not a staff anymore, that's a pole arm, and that requires exotic weapon proficiency. You need me to make another roll for anything? No, you're fine. I get on my horse. All right. Oh, I'm just glad that I'm the trying to run and do something like you do some explanation. Why would you say that out loud? No, no. What's that? Another seven spawn? Sixteen. Another sixteen spawn? No, no. What okay. was that? The sphere? The Trollocs sphere. I'm not causing this. Like that creature from the cave. The cave hasn't happened yet, sweetie. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, even weirder. I can explain this. Part is just not metagaming. It's not metagaming at all. She's having false memories. Wait, this is the moment when you go, wait, what cave? Let's cave. Even Makana went, what cave? That makes me nervous. Makana's never like, Oh no, he's all like, don't let's not do that. He's all like, cave? Question. We haven't been to a cave? No, we just got off the boat. Unless you want me to roll to see if. Mac, you don't recall any cave because that never happened. Okay. Just but she's sure. kind of getting like you to future visions kind of vibe, you know? So anyway, we're going to move forward even though uh, one of our party members is not at the table. We're going to keep moving forward. Um, and a five, and a four, and a three, and a initiative. <gasps> Yay! Cool. Initiative? You guys come. No, you guys don't need to roll initiative. <laughs> you guys, like, uh, you guys come across a small little uh, a barricade of sorts. You guys have come across a uh, an abandoned guard tower, Ooh. maybe a couple miles out of town. This has arrowheads implanted in the battlements. You know, there's a a torch that looks like it's still freshly smoking, but there's no guards in the tower. And you notice in the distance, you see one of you see a room lit lit up. Oh, what in color the far is the room? Red. Ah, far, far distance. Okay. You notice on the guard tower is a slightly small blue sigil, mm -hmm. but it's fading. There's it's not broken. The seal itself, the sigil itself, isn't broken. But you can see that there have been other marks like it that have been slashed. So things proceed to attack this to try to break the t protection spell on these towers. And this one's recently powering down. Oh, Can I make a mental note of that, of what the image looks like? You can. Uh, I, I know that I can't copy. A mental image, I would need you to give me a DC 15 concentration. And no mod. No mod. 
You make 16. it. So you have that. So you should you you can remember that for about twelve hours. We'll say. So until you can write it down. Basically. I, I have my writing utensil. I basically just had to make it to a safe place within before twelve hours, where I can just copy down the symbol. Cool. I mean, if you want to make a rough sketch right now, you can. Yeah. Uh, we'll say you do that. You get just the faint outline, and you can maybe use one of the ones closer to town. There you go. Boom. Just imagine him like leaning over his horse, like. Well, he's probably got a book, and he's probably like just propped it like. That's why he doesn't have a staff out right now. Yep, he's, he's too busy note taking in the game. <laughs> yep. So, that is a thing. Uh, would you guys like to investigate the guard tower at all? It will require you to dismount your horses. Uh, for anybody that wants to investigate, aside from a precursory just little looky loo, I will investigate. Okay, I have Mac investigating. Is anybody else getting off this horse? I will. Nope. I will. I yeah, thought that you two should stay on your horse in case you need to run back. Two. Fifteen. Twenty to investigate. Okay. Uh, Brandon. It's in here. Actually, I should probably get off too, but I need to sit on the... I'm keeping lookout just because I've got the long range. Fifteen plus eight because mm. I have proficiency in that. Fair enough. Okay. Now here's the two things. Gentlemen. I don't want you investigating for the same thing. I want both of you to tell me what you're investigating for. I will give you the relevant information for that. Since you both rolled relatively similar, I don't want to make it feel unfair. Mac, what are you searching for? I'm searching for any indication of what the creatures that attacked us were. Done. What are you looking for? Signs of like orders or notes done cool i like it you guys both actually I just had realized so me and him things. should be switching places he should be on the horse and i should be doing that why i've got the specialty in undead but you're also but... on horseback with a bow ready to, go to be fair you 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 are better at defending yeah. from range against them yeah and we don't want our navigator to lose the map fair enough it, it, honestly, it's it's six and one half dozen the other. Yeah. Uh, Mac, you wanted to search first, so you do. You understand that this place was assaulted by maybe a dozen ground-born creatures um, just from the bottom. You notice that the stairs are covered in a tarry substance of kind. Not actual tar, not oil, but viscera of kind. This stuff is putrid, nasty. It's slick. It actually got some like maggots in it. And they charged clear to the top. This is about, I would say, maybe 25 feet up, and it goes in a square. Mm -hmm. And it's quite wide. This is able to be defended where you notice that uh, the uh, staircases, and there are cases, are actually sectioned off where you could, with like a pull of a lever, potentially just dismantle them and drop them. So whatever did this did this fast enough that whoever was ever operating it couldn't separate the staircases in time. That's really cool. In a place like this, it makes sense. Exactly. Oh, no, I know, but it's still like, oh, dude. So now, um, and that is as you're ascending, you're noticing this. Mm -hmm. Quinris, just from the get, you are, you're looking for orders. You're looking for signs of almost just movement in general. You already know that whoever ran this guard post there wasn't very many of them, and with the myriad of scattered footprints, just from a clerical glance, you wouldn't be able to determine small numbers of friendly versus foe, but the further you get up, you notice sort of uh, scattered papers, some of which actually still have lingering traces of magic on them. There's no written word on them, 
but you have one or two blank pieces of magic that are not magic, but of parchment that have come in contact with something magical recently. And now to the piece de resistance, the top. You guys walk in. Uh, there is a maybe a, an eight foot wide gap where the staircases kind of funnel open, where you can see where somebody might drop a, a truncate on and then barricade that little section so that nobody can come in. Should anything get on that last section of guard post, because the bal- it's a balcony basically, and then there happens to be two bodies of guards with their like slouchies bent over their face, and there's actually acid holes burned in the ceiling. And the only reason I'm saying it's acid is because he knows what acid looks like very well. There's no need to hide that. It's just scorched from the outside, leaking in, not a fine burn. If it was fire, it would have caught through. This is something that melted through and left material residue. And you find that the the men inside were attacked from above and then within. Mm-hmm. And somebody managed to kind of fight their way down the stairs and made run for it, which you can assume was the guard who ran to get help earlier. Okay. That is what you find out. You know something attacked from the air. These creatures use... They're, they're uh, very undead. Not just undead. Like, these are bordering abominations, but they have guts. So maybe kind of fiendish. Okay. We're getting weird. Sorry. We're getting weird. Get excited. I know. <laughs> so, undeads, fiendish, airborne, acidic of some kind, and able to move very quickly. For you, you find a single order, half-penned, and there appears to be a mixture of dirt, human blood, and undead goop, in quotes. So that black, viscous, whatever yes. fluid is on there? Yeah, okay, good. Because I was, I was going to collect samples. If you want to collect samples? Study. I really fucking hope not, Jesus. Anyway, go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, that's just my own natural. Like, I wouldn't get near that stuff with a 10-foot barge pole. Do you uh, have any material that's not going to be burned through acid? Oh, that stuff uh, on the staircase, it wasn't melting through. That's kind of just what was hit and sprayed. Anyway, you find a half-penned note, and it says, um, Lord Garlemald was spotted 10 miles east. How do you spell that? G-A-R-L-E-M-A-L-D. Garlemald. 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 I'm sure that's who we're trying to find. Lord Garlemald was spotted 10 miles to the east. Send word immediately. His life is of the utmost. And then there's like claw marks. Damn it! I was hoping it would at least get to the important part. I know. When does it ever? When do we ever? But now you know. The most recent thing. This was penned recently. The torches Mm -hmm. were still Well, I don't know that yet. I'm waiting for him still. Well, I I said as you guys were approaching, you saw like a still like smoking torch coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. So whatever happened, happened recently. So, so as of extraordinary recently, somebody that you were keen to find is about 10 miles east. Let me guess. That is towards the red symbol. Actually, no. It's uh, further getting closer towards mountains. Hmm. However, I think given the state of the evening, 
I think this is the wonderful place to leave off. Unfortunately, the week after this recording is happening, I again am being retailed into oblivion. So we're probably going to miss another week. I'm so sorry, you guys. But you can catch all the wonderful updates about us and our show over at Ninja Star Fox PR1 over at Twitter. I'm James the DM. Part of the ice. Read the killer. <laughs> I'm not even surprised. There we go. Gorak the Ranger. Quinner's the scholar. And this has been Caravan 13. We love you so much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your lives.